Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. Hours in, the hard work. For all the people that have won one, it's the greatest accomplishment, and you never can take that away. The trophy represents number one. That's what it's about. It's still a dream right there. You look so much better in person, too. Both the Celtics and the Warriors, they're three games away from lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy, but only one can prevail. We are live from Boston, a city that has gone 4,378 days without hosting an NBA Finals game. But in just over six hours, that streak will come to a close as Game 3 tips off at TD Garden. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. I'm Malika Andrews, alongside Chanae Agumake, Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, and ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. And I cannot wait. After a couple nights off, I am so excited. There are going to be actual basketball games, well, game key, game three, to start watching. But Woj, I'm excited to have you back on set with us. I want to start here. Robert Williams, he didn't quite look himself in the last game. What more can you tell us about his status for game three. Yeah, I'm told Robert Williams is good to go for tonight in game three. This is going to be a continual struggle for him. This left knee bone bruise is going to follow him here through the rest of the finals until he can get some time off in the offseason, give that knee some rest. You know, he's not going to be back to 100%, but I'm told uh, despite the fact that he's listed questionable, he'll probably continue to be listed questionable. Mm. Robert Williams is a go. Okay, so I want to open it up to the rest of y'all here. And Perk, I'm going to start with you since we're on your home turf. Okay, Perk. What is the biggest key? three to you the biggest key is the Celtics not playing hero ball right And this this has been the story of the Boston Celtics the entire season right you see them when they have great team basketball you like hey that's the best team in basketball right there when they're doing it together then all of a sudden you see a game two performance and they have so many turnovers why mm. because they're trying to do it themselves where they trying to make points where hey not only are they trying to take contested shots or trying to have a 20 point night but they're trying to make the pass that actually lead to the assist instead of making the hockey assist the hockey assist is the pass that is the pass that that leads lead to the pass, pass that leads to the yeah. assist right so <laughs> when what i say i say that to sentence right you you take a young team like the Boston Celtics right we have social media we have everything cj McCullough said something the other day where he said guys check their phones at halftime and this is a fact right they've been doing it for a long time and so if you think for a second this young team after they won game one wasn't looking at the headlines and saying, hey, I could possibly win the finals MVP. Mm. That's how the Celtics came out playing. I'm going to do it. We want to win, but let's win on the back of me playing well and carrying the team instead of just losing yourself in the team. Richard? 
What do I think the key is? Ah, oh, shoot. I, for me, I, I think it's just going to be who's going to step up from the others. We know about Jason Tatum. We know about Jalen Brown, Steph, and Clay. But it's funny how in game one, the story was about Al Horford leading the Celtics and scoring. Derek White. They're Derek White. Just that, that second unit that really got it going, led by Jalen Brown. Uh, but then and on the other side, it was Jordan Poole in game two. So yep. that's what I'm looking for. We can make the story about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, but almost every single finals, you can always point to other guys that are the reason why our, the team was successful so I'm really to see curious to see who's going to step up from that next unit in that next group and you can also point to specific quarters where the games were won and in game one that was the fourth quarter by the Celtics and if you look what happened there the numbers they were nine for 12 from three they shot 68 percent from the field Horford had 11 was four for four in the fourth and Tatum and Brown had a combined nine assists that's game one fourth quarter second half again game two it was the third quarter by the Warriors Steph had 14 points as much as the Celtics had total in the quarter. Uh, the Celtics had five turnovers that turned into 11 points, and the Warriors made seven threes. So, first of all, it's the second half where these games are won, but specifically, it's certain quarters where teams go on big runs and the, their opponent cannot sustain it. So, it'll be interesting to me to see who in the second half actually makes that push or actually plays defense knowing that that's where the game is won. Roach? Hey, Clay Thompson, I, Golden State's not going to win this series unless he comes out of this shooting slump. 10 for 33 overall, 4 of 15 on threes. But even when Clay's not making shots, I think the one positive for Golden State is Boston still has to defend him. They've got to yep. be aware of him at all times on the court. He could continue to shoot poorly. And if you're Boston's defense, you're not going to play off of him because you know it just takes one shot to get Klay Thompson going again. Yes. I think he will get it going yeah. in this series. But this team is built to have him playing at a pretty high level if they're going to win four out of seven against this Boston Celtics team. Well, when I sat down with Steph Curry yesterday, I asked him about that. How can you all get Klay Thompson going? And he said, well, you don't want to mess <laughs> with him too much. The bet is that if I was a betting man, he said that he's not, I would bet on Steph Curry getting it, or excuse me, Klay Thompson getting it going oh, yeah. because history says that he yep. will. How can he do that? And that was an interesting point about the Boston defense still having to commit to Klay as if he's playing at a upper echelon level right now, Richard. Well, for me, th that's where you get guys like Jordan Jordan. Because Jordan Poole is going to be guarded by the third best defender. If you had to like pick who you were going to have, you're going to have your best guard, your best defender on Steph, your second best defender on Clay, then your third best defender on Jordan Poole. And if if Clay is struggling a little bit, then Jordan Poole, you are a, a damn near 20 point a game scorer. You got to go cook the third best defender, even if it's on a great Boston Celtics defense. And I know it's it's Marcus Smart, it's Jalen Brown, it's Jason Tatum. It could be against the second unit. It could be against White. It could be against Peyton Pritchard. And I'm sorry, Williams. If you can score 20 points a game, you should be able to attack those guys in that second unit where Jordan Poole is coming off the bench in that second unit. So that's one way to offset Clay taking time to get going. Well, I disagree. Obviously. Look, I, I think that this series is not is not for Jordan Poole. Listen, let me explain. He just cooked. He didn't cook nothing. He had a he had a nice little stretch, but he when didn't cook up. nothing. I thought I thought the game changed when Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. came into the game. Steve Kerr rolled with them two off the bench in the second half yep. before Jordan Poole. They started their run with actually Jordan Poole was on the bench. Mm -hmm. Now he capped it off and pushed it from like 15 to 20. Right. But I just look at the Celtic defense. Defense and okay, you take Marcus Smart. And you say Marcus Smart, I want you to go at Steph Curry, and then you say Jason Tatum, I want you to lock in on on, on Clay Thompson. You still got Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, the the 
just say if he's the the third out of the third worst defender out of the three, yeah. he still could be a number one defender on another team. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that specific unit. I'm talking about the next group of guys that come in, whether it's the Peyton, the White. That next group is yeah, the one that Richard, you. The rotation's short and bro, listen. This is what you fail to realize. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are going to be on the floor when Jordan Poole is on the floor. Agreed. So, okay, they're not going anywhere. You keep talking about Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams. Yeah, but, those were, the, but those were also the guys that were on the court when they made the run in game one. In that second half, those were the guys that were on the court. It was White. And, and it was Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm so How about this? How about this, guys? How, how, about this? Yeah. How, about, how about this? Jordan Poole benefits more See? from Steph Curry pick and roll good offense than he does against, you know, any kind of defense. Schemes. Mm. Well, if Steph is cooking, that means Jordan is watching from the bench. Mind you, taken from someone who gets to watch the game, watching, you know, my sister and other players from the bench. He's watching. Oh, he's getting free. All right, that's how I'm going to do it when I come in, and it helps when I'm up. So I think he really benefits more from Steph being successful in the pick and roll than those circumstances. Are, are we transitioning to Chene playing time? I love my load management. But, 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 <laughs> I, I love my load management. Most no, 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 ties your tie one time, and now you up here acting all up. <laughs> Is this skin tone? Yeah, yeah it is. Oh. America, this, America, this is what we call a fully monochromatic look. No, only during the winter. Fully monochromatic. I'm not, I'm not this has gone bright. so far off the rails. Let's bring it back to this. Please. You mentioned Gary Payton and the adjustment of him playing in that game, too, and being a difference maker on the defensive end. No Andre Iguodala in that game. With a toss-up for Andre tonight, we're not sure yet his status coming into this game. So would old. you be going with? So are you? Would you be going with Gary Payton, or would you be taking a look at, 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 at I, Andre Iguodala? Here? I think Gary Payton the second has to play 20 plus minutes. You got to roll with him. Wow. I mean, he's their best defender outside of Draymond. But when you're talking about being able to slide those puppies and being able to guard Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on their perimeter, I don't see how you not roll with a guy like the the mid. You know, his dad is the Glove, we call them the mid. Who's right? we? I've uh, never I said mean, you. Said I, you. I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I, I get what you're saying. Oh. My <laughs> <laughs> My thing about it is that when you look at if you're going to play one of those two, if this series is going to go six and seven, which I think a lot of people believe, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, even both teams are preparing for that type of dogfight. And if you look at Boston's history, that's what it is. So you want to figure out a way to play both of them a little bit. Because if this series progresses, you might need Andre up there playmaking a little bit if he can start getting himself ramped up over the next few games. Because game six, game seven, your lineups might look completely different than what you played in game three game four. So I think you want to give minutes to Gary Payne because he's been out, but you also have to find a way and to keep Andre Iguodala ready. And for an older player, the only way to stay ready is to get a few minutes here and there. Well, that's going to be the balance that they're going to need to strike. Countdown for game three. It continues coming up on NBA Today. It might only be game three, but Woj said it. Do the Warriors need an appearance from game six clay to win the series? We will dive farther into that. And yeah, Professor Zach six. takes us into Lowe's lab on the Celtics defense. What is the right formula to bring Boston its 18th championship? Plus, who wants to make some money? I, I'm not really a gambler, but let's help out some folks who might be. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today continues after this. The answer is always yes, sis. Yes. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. 
another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let's talk about a guy that's been here before. Clay Thompson continues to struggle. Clay turns the corner and misses the layup badly. Mid-range, Thompson way off so far. I would show him YouTube highlights where he's making them over and over and over again. That's the beauty of playing in today's age is you can go on YouTube and you can look up all your great moments. Will this be the final 12 minutes of the season? Here's Thompson has been on fire and he hits again. Hogan hands off Thompson. He'll take a three and got another one. Are you kidding me? Probably just YouTube games this play because... There were some very high pressurized situations I was in, and I ended up shooting the ball well. And Thompson for three. Keeping that same mindset, shoot or shoot. All right, well, Clay may be searching for game six Clay on YouTube, but he's stepped it up in each series after struggling for the first two games. So look at this, Thompson averaging 15.4 points per game on 39% shooting in the first two games of a series, but in the ensuing games, he's averaging 22 points per game in nearly 50% shooting. Huh, all right, that's interesting. We now welcome in Zach Lowe to our set hey. here in Boston. It's like you're surprised to even Zach Lowe. Uh, <laughs> Zach, what are you seeing from Clay through these first two games? First of all, why are we going to do Oklahoma City Thunder fans like that? They don't need to watch that tape again. Sorry, look, they got bigger issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there uh, look, the Warriors aren't going to win if Clay misses like all of his shots. But I actually think Clay is having a game in Boston, whether it's tonight or Game Four. He's having a 25-plus game, and I actually think if we go to the tape, he's missed a lot of good shots. Like this is a shot, 10 out of 10. I yeah. want him taking that shot. He's missed a lot like that. Some of those are going to go in. This is another one I think. No, this is a Disney. These are the ones he needs to bag. That, that's when he's trying to get himself going. And he stopped taking those kind of shots after he made his first three. This is another one, man. Just make the simple play. Andrew Wiggins is right there. You're not going to finish this over the Time Lord, even if he's hobbled. You're not finishing that. Make the simple play. He started doing that more. And he misses this shot. But I love that he took it. This is the Warriors kill shot. Offensive rebound, square up, no times elapsed on the shot clock, just go for it. It looked like a good shot coming out of his hands. They're up 12. That's the kill shot. That's the Warriors shot. That's the shot you've seen a lot of times in your face. I love that he took it. Not in your face, maybe, literally. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 in his face. But I felt after he you made his too. first three, after he made his first three, he started taking more F clay two. shots and less like 20-footers over Jalen Brown to get my rhythm shots. Clay's having a game in Boston. It's happening. Call so sign. Are you looking at me? Oh, yeah, I'm this, at this was amazing, though, because Clay is just so special. And when I mean special, it's not just his skill set. It's his personality. It's his energy. It's his approach to the game. When you see this, and I, I'm going to say this as a Clay is not in his prime and it's not because his jump shot It's just because he has spent two years off of basketball. So instead of Clay being the initiator, I think, in these series, and I think that's why in game one, two of each series, he's trying to figure it out. Yeah, he's going against new players. He's playing against an intense situation, and then he starts to figure 
figure it out as the series goes on. So I look for him to figure it out as the series goes on because he did miss two years of basketball. Well, and he's one that if he sees one go in early, oh. you have to imagine that's all he needs for things to start clicking. Mm -hmm. Chanae, can the Warriors win with Clay Play? Like, what, what percentage are we looking at? Here? I think it's way more difficult if he's not knocking down shots. If he stays in that game one to two range versus games three to seven range, yeah, it's going to be much harder. But I do like what you pointed out, Zach. Like, a lot of those are makeable shots. Yeah. Those are the ones that he should absolutely take, which that's what the Warriors want. And at the end of the day, if you're Boston, you still have to guard him while he takes mm. those shots, which is fully respected. I think it's not even the shots. It's watch how he moves. He's moving extremely well. That pivot to the outside three, like, that's elite clay. It just is that the shot didn't go down. And if it did go down, then maybe that's where those two years off. I know this because your girl just took two years off. It took me a while to get back. Uh, once she you back see, now. We back now. But once you see a shot go down, it's like a breath of fresh air that just goes throughout your body. And now you can play a little bit more confidently instead of pressing. So he's going through this process. And you have to, like, really admire that he's doing this. And, like, he came back at a very difficult time. And he's still playing at a high level. It just is he has not made those shots. He will absolutely need to make them for them to have a better shot at winning but I feel like that's like yeah but I, I feel like right now we just hoping and guess who don't give a damn about Clay and him coming back from injuries and him finding his rhythm Let me guess. the team on the other yeah. side they don't care and they're not going anywhere and we still to be honest the question we, was about Clay bro listen <laughs> relax to be honest we still haven't seen the best of the Boston Celtics for the for us on the defensive side like we just seen them lock in to people way better than what they have in this series thus far and again I know we hoping for a breakout clay moment but I just don't see it happening the Boston Celtics are too athletic on the wing Seriously? yeah I said what I said but yes like, yes because no, no because you want me, let me him finish because I want to clip this no, you, ain't gonna clip clip nothing. This. you ain't gonna clip nothing because here's the thing right we went through again I go back to the first round we go back to a guy that's seven foot in Kevin Durant everybody kept saying Kevin Durant is going to have a breakout game Kevin Durant is going to turn the corner. Kevin Durant is not going to continue to struggle. And what happened in that series? Kevin Durant continued to struggle. But right? Kevin Durant so, was the no, only no. No, the only one. No, like, like Giannis had some great games in that. In that. In that. No, he had a few. He had some, but he had some other so games we where we started to question. Like, but, okay, Chine, uh, go also, ahead. It, also, in two games, we haven't seen per se the best of Jason Tatum either. So you can't just hold them to a standard of well, we haven't seen the best defense from the Celtics. You haven't seen the best of Clay well, either. Yeah, but we didn't bring up Jason Tatum. We just brought up Clay Thompson. And all but, I'm saying is, is that so can Clay, the I don't win? expect Clay Thompson to have an impact, so, and I don't so expect him to have one. You don't expect impact. Clay to have an impact. I don't expect him series. to have an epic performance in this series. Okay, I yeah, that, that we're going to need to get clipped off. Get, like, I, get this, your receipts. I keep mine. Okay. Yeah, why don't you come <laughs> on over get here? Yours. All right, fine. Here. Perk, since you want to talk about Boston, let's go over to the Boston <laughs> side of things, right? <laughs> if Clay raises the ceiling, four of us think at least, for the Golden State Warriors. Four. Perk. Four of us. Four. four of us think that. Clay, four Clay, out of our Clay's starting five. I, I came into this world one deep. <laughs> who do you think... <laughs> Who do you think is that person who raises the ceiling for the Boston Celtics? Not Jason Tatum. We're putting him it's, as the superstar of the team. It's, it's Marcus Smart. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, he had 18 in game one, but he is the defensive player of the year. Yep. Right? And and to be honest, I've been seeing, like, a lot of ducking out of him for his guarding Steph Curry. Like, you're the defensive player of the year. I need you to be on him. I saw more of Derek White guarding uh, Steph Curry. Marcus Smart 
has to impose his will on this series. I think we all could agree that he's actually the third best player on this team. Like, Al Horford didn't have his moments. Robert Williams didn't have his moments. When it comes down to actually saying who are the top three players on the Celtics, it's Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. Yep. And I feel like right now, Steph Curry has been the best player in this series. And in order to stop the best player in this series, how about putting your defensive player of the year on them and Marcus Smart, and how about him rising to the occasion? Go ahead. Well, no, sometimes you're going to start that way, but that's one thing about the Warriors and why they oftentimes force you to play small. Their transition offense, you're just trying to match up with five people. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And so there will be times if you're starting it off or if you're coming out of a timeout or if you're doing things. But even then, the Warriors' offense, they're forces you to switch so across the board. The so well, who well, raises the ceiling? Said, you just said they was doing a lot of high and pick and roll. No, but what I'm saying is, like, who raises the ceiling for uh, – to me, it, I, I'm going to say the others still. I, I keep being brought – I keep saying, oh, this. I, keep right, saying I keep saying, boo, boo him. Yeah, yeah. Boo, yeah. Boo, boo this so, man. Yeah, I'm going to Shanae. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I did That's sort of funny. pick the guy that you said you can't pick, like Jason Tatum. So All right. Oh, so I'm going to It's okay for Shanae. Wait, wait, no, 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 Hold on, friends. I do want to say something about, you know, Perk's point and Marcus Smart. The best defense you can have against the Warriors is exactly what the Celtics did game one in getting Steph in foul trouble. When Steph is in foul trouble, that's when the Warriors sort of are dismantled because he's the crux of everything that they do. So you're right. If he takes it personal, gets Steph in foul trouble, that's the best defense you can have against the Warriors because it pulls him off of the court. Now, yeah. You just doubled on Perk's statement. You agree. You didn't even hear that. Can we listen to Zach? Zach has I literally agree with you. So my mom, my mom calls Aww. Perk the angry guy with the beard who yells at you all the time. So, Perk, right now, we have a moment of agreement. These are beautiful moments. The correct answer is Marcus Smart. Thank you. And it's goes, not right? just because there of his defense. You focus, we go. On, you focus on his defense. I'm focusing on the other end. Look, Marcus Smart is not going to go six of nine from three. But when he goes like three of seven, two of five, and limits his turnovers, the Celtics are really, really hard to beat. So I'm looking at that. And Perk, to your point, I think Derek White has guarded Steph Curry better than Marcus Smart. And one of the reasons Marcus Smart isn't guarding Steph Curry that much is when both teams go small he's guarding Draymond Green a lot and he's doing that really well so I agree with you it's Marcus Smart make a couple threes take care of the ball Celtics have a great chance to win that's the Zach I love there you See, go you know why I love this segment is because it's everybody versus Richard and that <laughs> makes me really he picked everybody his answer was everybody. it's a cop-out answer and that's why I love this all right so much more on NBA today including can you guys what? defense no 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 today's my best be aggressive. All right, why the Celtics defense was built in a lab to stop the Warriors. And a decision as tough as any our panel has had to make. Curry or Tatum? Those are the answers. But but what's the question? Find out next. Plus, Draymond, no stranger to confrontation, Ooh. but he's now taking on an entire era. Sound I'm with you, Dre. That you I'm want not. to hear next. Oh. We know the Warriors have the second best defense. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
better because it has to be. The Warriors starting to put together one of those patented third quarters. Steph was breathtaking in that order. Doing my job. Curry in his bag. I know my energy and never die. I need my inner peace and peace of mind. I'm making history with all the guys. I am not satisfied with getting by. For the momentum. The Warriors have responded. The past don't matter. We just got to raise our level of intensity. You know, they raise theirs, we got to raise ours. It's not getting any easier. It's only getting tougher. So, got to take that up another couple notches. Welcome back to NBA Today. As we continue the countdown for Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Boston, I am joined by an esteemed panel of Ooh. senior writers, Adrian Wojnarowski, Brian Windhorst, and Zach Lowe. Don't worry, they're not cheering, they're cheering. for you. Not yeah. for you, though. Uh, this is our reporters' roundtable, and I want to start with something that you said that was interesting yesterday, Zach, on this show, which was that Boston's defense was built in a lab to defend these Golden State Warriors. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Boston drafted these players with the Warriors in mind. If not that specific Warriors team from four or five years ago, that looked like the future of basketball to them. And so we needed long wings who could switch and had high defensive IQs to do all the switching that you need to do against those Warriors teams and what looked like the future of the game. And if we go to the tape, they, they, they've proved it so far in this series. They've defended pretty well. Look at all the switching that happens here. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, easy speezy. We switch that between Marcus Smart and Derek White. No problem. Enter the ball to Draymond. We've seen this a million times. Sometimes the key is not switching. If you could hear the audio on this, Marcus Smart says, stay on him. I want to be glued to Steph. Then he and Tatum switch again. Nothing doing. And Andrew Wiggins has to go one-on-one -on -one against a good mobile big man in Al Horford. That is perfect defense from, by the way, the best Celtics lineup so far in the playoffs, I think, has been when they go small and put Horford at the five. That's the kind of thing the Celtics had in mind when they built this team. Everything you said is right. So how come on the high pick and roll, which is the bread and butter play for the Warriors in this series, mm. that they are not switching and instead are using very traditional old school drop coverage and giving Steph the room? It's the question everybody, all the coaches watching are asking. Because if, if they do switch, Steph is going to dance and he's going to beat those guys off the dribble. The key to what you're saying is I think I'm interested in Boston tonight. Do they really dramatically adjust and blitz him and switch? Or do they just say, no, we have the right coverage, the best coverage for is that coverage you're talking about, but he just needs to be higher, a little bit higher. We need to do it a little bit better. I think their mistakes have more been about just like really bad. Like this is just bad execution and then he's going to roast Robert Williams. But I, I think it is an interesting question. You know, I, I actually think that the Celtics probably aren't that disappointed with how Steph is playing so far. He's shooting 45%, which is good. But it's survivable because Clay is not playing, he's not shooting great. Wiggins isn't shooting great. It's just that the turnovers mm. are leading to easy points. I think they'll, I think they'll live with Steph shooting 45%. You have been covering the Celtics for six weeks now, so you've had a front row seat to this. Yeah. Well, what did you see there? Oh. No, go ahead to Brian. All right, I can go to Brian. I was like, I was like, oh, Woj, Woj is like, I'm here learning and looking, and yeah, that's what we're all doing. I learned from this guy. So to me, I'm I'm petitioning Tim Corrigan, who's the director of our game tonight, and next to the score to put a little tracker on how many turnovers the Celtics have, because the most relevant statistic for the Celtics in this postseason is how many turnovers they have. When they have 15 or fewer, they're 13 and two in the playoffs. When they have 16 or more, they're 0-5, and, and that was the case in Game 2. 
They cannot, this is really basic basketball. High, you know, Zach just gave some high level analysis. Here comes some low level analysis. <laughs> Don't give the ball to the other team. Huh. I, I agree with you. I think the turnovers are the whole series for Boston because not only is it a possession you're giving up, and by the way, the Warriors deserve credit for a lot of those turnovers. They're a for great sure. handsy defensive sure. team. You're giving the Warriors a chance to run out and rain threes on you. Yep. That's That, to me, is is the entire series. Well, well I do want to get to some news from earlier today. You reported that negotiations have started toward a new CBA. What exactly is at stake this year? Can you just explain that first? Yeah, the, the NBA, the Players Association, they, they've got a meeting today here in Boston uh, to start talking about that. Now, there's always conversations going on between the union and the league, talks that set up the bigger talks. But listen, in the short term, both sides can opt out of this current deal, which goes through 2024. Mm. They can both opt out in December and give the other side one year notice. Hey, in, in December 2023, our, our deal expires. In a perfect world, I think the league and the union would like to see if they could get a new deal uh, hammered out before December. Now that may or may not be possible. I, I think, but I think for the NBA, the union, they've been in constant conversations and constant agreement on a lot of issues going back through the pandemic. They've had to change yeah. and, 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 and make a lot of changes short term in the CBA because of loss of revenue, all those things. They know how to talk to each other. But I think when you start to look at the big issues in this coming year, and I think, I think both sides are still holding the cards a little bit closer to the vest with each other, but I think when Adam Silver keeps talking about shortening the season, a mid-season tournament, is there a way, is there a, I think it'll be a conversation certainly, is there a way to keep revenue or even grow revenue by playing fewer regular season games, but whether it's sponsorships, television, around the mid-season tournament, uh, can that change? Uh, I think that the league's template, uh, certainly one and done, you know, that one's been on the uh, back burner. Essentially one and done's been held up on one thing. The union and the agents do not want to allow the teams to have physicals of the players coming into the draft. The teams say if we're going to keep drafting guys younger, we need to see their medical information before we decide on them. The agents, the union, they're in a position where they can keep certain teams from getting information that perhaps they don't want their player drafted by. That's what's held up one and done. One and done would have already been the high school players would be in the draft if they could figure that out. Uh, and I think competitive balance from the league's point of view. Listen, Zach wrote about this and you look at that payroll in Golden State and luxury tax and the way it is going to continue to skyrocket when they have to re-sign Jordan Poole. Another team in the league, if they had to re-sign Jordan Poole, they'd say, okay, we've got to trade Clay or Draymond. We can't pay all of them. Sure. Golden State's going to pay all of them. And I think the smaller market teams, certainly, they're looking at the landscape of this league. And you see these two big market teams in, uh, in these finals yep. and saying, is there, uh, in our discussions with the union, is there a way to create more competitive balance? Now, the union's going to say to them, hey, you guys figure that out in revenue sharing. That's not our problem. So there's a lot to talk about. I do think there's reason for optimism. I think I both, both of you, yeah. th these sides know how to, I think structurally, fundamentally, the league and the Players Association agree on the model they have. When you looked at problems in baseball, they couldn't even agree yeah, on what the see, model looks you like. You can see the baseball striker blockout happening 18 months out. We do, have, we do have a new executive director and a new head of the Players Association, C.J. McCollum, our colleague here yep. at ESPN. Yep, and Tamika. But, so we, we, there's a little bit of we, uncertainty there, but as Woj is saying, there's 
a real sense of let's get this done, even though there are issues to address, that I, I don't foresee trouble, knock on wood. Well, and that's something that's been interesting to follow over the last several months as we've looked towards other leagues and some of the issues that they've run into. We haven't seen that with the NBA, especially because they've been in lockstep going through all of these difficult issues. But it just goes to show we're here at the finals and these conversations, they are still ongoing. Woj, Brian, Zach, thank you very much. Coming up on NBA Today, oh, I just put my pen cap right into my tea. It's time to get your wallets out and make some money. Steph or Tatum, Clay or Jalen. You need to play Pick'em with Tanae in this segment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all were really boring and got the same flavor ice cream. Surprisingly, you girls didn't get chocolate, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. It's a lot of cone. So, you know. Just like your head. You're the Richard, where are we? We in Boston. Just a little daddy. Daddy lemonade. You haven't done it since you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time. <laughs> oh, y'all just been having a good time, huh? Well, in all we due missed respect, you. Yeah. We, did, we did talk about you. Uh, and, uh, and you wouldn't have been able to get on the carousel. Let's be honest. You're so rude. You didn't get on the carousel either. You had to have just a videographer. A videographer? Yeah, yeah, is that what it is? Well, thank you for yeah, paying yeah, for our yeah. tickets. We, yeah, we I did. I did. The only thing he paid for it was Best $5 ever spent. Yeah. We had a great time in Boston. Shout out to Rosemary. Oh, yeah, Rosemary, who gave us our ice cream. She was, uh, you said remember her name. Did you remember? No, I yeah, no, you said it was that's, the a, video. that's a word for Perk. You were missed. missed. Yeah, I, I, we did. I missed come come with us next time. Well, I figured since we had such time? a good time. <laughs> yeah, we didn't invite you. It's, it's, so we ain't going to the ice cream. We're not going to get ice cream. No, we'll go get, get salads. Get salads. It'll, be yeah, exactly. It'll be good. It'll be good. We had a good time. We're going to make sure our viewers have a good time. Salads. Salads. Look at them. down. All right. Let's let's just get to some bets. Let's just places take me there. The first bet we're going to take a look at. All right. They okay? No, but it's fine. Steph Curry and Jason Tatum point totals. Curry's number is 28.5. Tatum is 26. 7.5. Perk, who's more likely to go over that number? Well, Steph Curry is getting locked up today. Marcus Smart is going to rise to the occasion in the garden tonight. I'm going with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has to protect his house. Right. He has to give me those Paul Pierce vibes, you know, when he made his finals run and won the championship. Tatum over 27 and a half. Who did I say? You said Steph. Bro, you were. Right, no, I said Tatum. I'm going to go with Tatum also. I'm trying to mess him up. Yeah, right. I'm going to so go with Tatum. Prepared, so what are you not prepared? I'm just saying, guys? I want to know who I'm going with. I've got both, and that's oh, very no. Oh, no. We're no, 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 no
Okay, I'm gonna give you a take after this. Snappy's been move. averaging 31.5 in the finals, so yeah, that's obvious. You can go there. You're not helping anyone but make money. But I will say right this: with Jason Tatum, there's something about Tatum after a Celtics loss. They're like Team Snapback. In the postseason, the Celtics are six and zero coming off of losses. Four of those on the road. Tatum has averaged 31.5, which is the same amount as Steph is averaging in the finals, uh, which is why I say both. Right. But because this is the finals in Boston for the first game, I'm going with JT. So there we go. I'm yes. just going to move. Uh, I, I'm just going to let's just move on to the let's just move on to the next one. <laughs> one of the biggest storylines in this series so far, right, is Warriors third quarter dominations. They are one and a half point underdogs in the third quarter tonight, Richard. Do you oh. think we're going to get the same third quarter Warriors? I 1000% believe that this line will change before the game starts. Okay. They're just trying to get people to bet, but 100% I'm taking that Warriors plus 1.5 is that what it was yeah yeah plus one and, and that's really that's really crazy and it's disturbing to hear that from you because you know being in the locker room the celtics probably have been talking about these third quarters over the last couple of days yeah, and, and, I've, saying, and i've played against the warriors and i talked a lot okay, about the third okay, quarter and they're okay, still cooking uh, people uh, eight years later I in that third but quarter. what they're saying is is that Fair. you don't think one thing we learned about the celtics is that they bounce back and they bounce back in great fashion they also correct the mistakes. So I'm not going to dive into details and my great analysts on why I'm picking it. I'm going, I'm going with the Celtics. The Celtics get uh Have you gone with the up. Warriors anything? No, no. Do not, say, do not say both. I'm going, I'm going with the Celtics okay. in the third quarter just because, as Perk mentioned, the Warriors were plus 14 in game one, plus 21 in game two in the margin with the third quarter. And if you're talking about the finals, it's all about adjustments. Yep. Number one on that board, if I'm Ime Adoka, I'm saying we're starting the second half strong. Thank we're playing you. Defense. He's if they beat remind you the him board, at least you didn't, yeah, you. He didn't do that in game one and two. He didn't remind him. He didn't say, hey, the Warriors historically like, over I the think past right. decade. Let's get to now. the big one. Who you got tonight, Perk? <laughs> do you have the excellence? No. Where's the, your costume? I the the Celtics one. are winning in great fashion tonight. It's going to be rocking in there. Role players play better at home. It's going to be hostile. They're going to have these posters out. Draymond is going to get the business. Look, the Celtics are winning in great fashion. You could book it by 10 plus. Richard. Well, I, look, I'm, I'm not black Irish like him. I'm not a little leprechaun, and I'm not going to just say every single thing that this dude is going to go along with with the Celtics. I am Just going to. An I'm going to say the Celtics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For all my reasons. <laughs> all right. I think we're all in agreement, ladies and gentlemen. All Celtics tonight. Yeah. Celtics. I think that's going to be a split in Boston, and the Celtics are going to win tonight. Oh. Game three of the NBA Finals is tonight at nine Eastern, at six Pacific time? on ABC. It's nine o'clock. Nine ESPN Radio, ABC, ESPN Deportes, and the series tied here in Boston. One game apiece. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8.30 Eastern. And then there's this. What's this? This. This. You seen. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, what happened? Look at the pen top. Where did it go? Oh, did it go in your drink? It went right in my drink. I oh, wow. It. Look at this. Flick it. Oh, oh, oh right okay. in that cup. Shooter. Flick at the wrist. Shooter. I got a little uh, flick at the wrist. Okay. She got a flick at the wrist. Did you still drink it? <laughs> look at the flick at the wrist. Yeah, I'm okay. still drinking she, it. Yeah, is it? Did I sanitized the pen, though. Is it still in there? <laughs> no, it's not. It's right here. Zach noticed it, though. Look. Zach, Zach, look Zach, Zach doesn't miss a thing. Hit on me now. Hit on me now. I tell him, hit on me now. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. When did you know tonight was going to be like extra amped, Draymond? About five minutes after game one. I have to send a message. If I'm not sending the message, then who's sending that message? Draymond Green, he's going to wreak havoc. He embraces being the villain, and without him, we're not the Warriors. You got to be about what you talk about. I take pride in that. Be about what you talk about. All right, Draymond, he does plenty of talking on both ends of the floor. And during yesterday's media availability, he had some interesting comments about the old school NBA physicality. Take a listen. What, Draymond? No way. You know, what, one thing that baffles me about the 80s or the 90s or whatever you want to call when basketball was so much more physical is some of the guys that be talking weren't the guys that was punching people. You know, like... <laughs> Like they 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 act like you know guys was just walking around the court like I'm hit I'm hitting this guy in the nose. There were a few guys back then that would lay you out, that would knock you out, that would foul you and get thrown out the game. Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn, but everybody running around acting like they were that. Y'all were getting bullied, like like, and so it baffles me when every guy just because they played in the '80s. Uh, just because they played in the 90s. It's like, man, if you played in our day, you get knocked out. Like, no, nah, not really, because it wouldn't be you. All right, I do want to add a, a name to that list. I know this wasn't in the 80s and 90s, but Chanae Gumake, she oh. has gotten a, have you seen the tech that she got recently? I was oh, like, all right. Can we show this? So for that reason, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> She she called me out of my name and I had to just remind her like hey sis don't be doing that all right but we it was all love afterwards that's the sisterhood of the WNBA yes I probably leave my team in technicals and flagrants but that's like, fine it's fine that's my role okay yeah, respect um, when it comes it's to this generational it is when it comes to this generational conversation about the physicality in the game I think one thing that gets lost in the sauce is that this is actually by design the NBA and the rule changes where you're not allowed to touch someone that is 20 30 feet away yeah. from the rim honestly the only place you can touch them is, you know, near the paint. That increases the likelihood for people to shoot, and it's harder for guys like Draymond to be that guy. And so he embodies that old-school mentality. So when I think about the rule changes, I also think about the analytics where we're forcing more shots instead of maybe low post play. This works to the detriment of the reputation of young guys that play currently. And so I know we want to say, oh, you are softer because you're in this current era, or you're, we are harder because we're from the past era. The reality is the rule change doesn't allow you to be both. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that J.J. Redick talked about on Get Up and first take is that hey look the players like my my era I grew up watching I was 15 years old 16 years old in 96 so I'm watching this era of basketball this is what I grew up in so when I get drafted in 2001 I'm still playing against Carl Malone I played against John Stockton I played against Hakeem Olajuwon so I played against David Robinson the guys that were the legends in this area and when I say that the NBA changed the rules and then the NBA changed the rules because they wanted higher scoring they wanted less physicality they want a more beautiful game and then all of a sudden the players of our era are 
are the ones that are being criticized for. And so when I hear some of that energy from Draymond, from JJ this morning, I basically hear that guys are like, hey, look, we're playing the game that the NBA wants us to play, right? Like guys aren't getting suspended. And, and having to spend a million dollars on fines before you used to get a technical and you would keep playing. That's not what the NBA wants, but it feels like the players oftentimes get criticized for not being tough and not being, you know, yeah. as physical as before. Well, look, I'm not I'm not about to get into the errors and what's soft and what's not, but I, I, I think we need to address the point that we're talking about Cedric Maxwell and Draymond Green. Cedric Maxwell made a comment about Draymond Green saying that some of the things he was doing in game two, and you can go back and watch the film, he was tackling people, setting illegal screens. He did something to Grant Williams. I don't know what it was, but he could have injured was the man. The and all Cedric Max Maxwell said was, if you were in the 80s or 90s and you did that, you would you would have got swung on. And that's the facts. And it's not like it's coming from somebody who didn't do it. Cedric Maxwell was a finals MVP who was involved with a lot of, you know, let's get into it. He had a lot of scuffles in his day, and he wasn't saying nothing that was out of body. He was oh. actually speaking from experience. So we're blowing it up talking about the 80s, 90s, though it was Cedric Maxwell making a comment and, and telling his story about what he lived, that he did. So I don't like I don't know why we diving into all the extra stuff. Well, it's not diving into extra. Yeah, it but, is. But it's yeah, like, it is. He, okay, so he okay, said, I, he said what right. he said. So what about Kuzi? He said okay. This ain't about Bob But what I'm saying is like everyone's going to talk about their error. In my error, we would have done this. In my error, we would have done this. In my error, we would have done this. I think there's something about this. He worked for the station, so all matter. Yes, it does matter. Somebody asked him. Somebody asked him a question about if today we saw some of the new generation players try to explain why certain circumstances are the way they are. Draymond, Draymond, why physicality works for him and other guys where physicality is not allowed I don't because think we're of the blowing, way the I don't think we're blowing is. this out of proportion. No. I, I understand. Well, wait, wait, really quick. No, I understand what not really quick. Said we're done. Yeah, we're Thank you. Wipe your nose. We're yeah. just five, five hours away from the first finals game in Boston in 12 years. Perk, you're going to have a chance to rally the troops. So is we're going to hear more from him and less from you in 60 seconds. Oh, I must be an eating contest. It's going to cost a pretty penny to get into the building tonight. This is according to Vivid Seats. The average ticket price for tonight's game, almost 1200 bucks, more than double any Celtics game since 2010. The next highest average price for the Celtics game was game four of Celtics-Lakers finals in 2010. That was only 542 bucks. So, Perk, can we, can we borrow... Yeah, that, that league check I, I, residue. I, 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 All right, well, since he's not going to lend us any money, we're just hours away from tip. The fans are going to be inside TD Arena in just a little bit, TD Garden. They're going to be paying a pretty penny to see the Celtics show up mm -hmm. and show out. What do you want them to know? I mean, look, I don't have to tell these fans a lot, right? But all I need to do is talk to the Boston Celtics. They have to remember game two. Growing up, I grew up with Granny and Paul. I caught a lot of ass whoopings growing up because I was bad. Let me explain something to you. But that one ass whooping I remember is the ass whooping that made me go to sleep right afterwards. And that's what the Warriors did to the Celtics in game two. And they need to remember that beat down, come back, and re respond in great fashion. The Celtic fans are going be the Celtic fans. Celtic fans will be the Celtic they fans. Will. We will all be in the building. We will see you tomorrow. Shanae, what are we doing after this? Because we're not invited. We're going to go.